stops them from listening to the music. Mm. And then the, uh, the message is way more important than music. Right. I mean, I just happen to be putting the message in music at this point. I mean, um, but the message is way more important than music. It, um, whenever I went through something, it brought me closer to God. Mm-hmm. And I stayed into something. So now I'm closer to God. But being closer is hard. The attacks get stronger, become much harder to fight, and they last longer. But that's what it's always been. Joy with the pain, dark with the light, sun with the rain. But with the right perspective, there can be something to gain. Look for the good and the bad, not the sun when it rains. You mean? Right. In in every situation, you can get something good out of it if you're you're, you're strong enough emotionally to to look past the fact that you do have the right to be hurt, but you know what? Let me put my hurt aside for a minute and see what I can get from this situation. Now, would you motivate in so many people? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? What's going on? It's your boy, Dwayne. You already know your favorite mediator slash neighborhood podcaster. You already know. Uh, intro fiend himself. Uh, shout out to Miss Janine Cuzzo. Uh, as you can see, I am joined by a couple of dope people of mine. Uh, yes, I know y'all used to seeing my lovely co-host, but she's on a birthday getaway, enjoying her time out there, you know what I'm saying? On the islands, you know what I mean? Doing her thing. So we miss you queen and we already know that we'll have you back in no time, but in the meantime, you know, happy birthday to Queen Janine, you already know. So in the meantime, I'm joined by two of my favorite fellas. You know what I mean? Two of my bros from different modes, you know, same flow, (laughs) you know how it go. But (laughs) uh, first and foremost, you already know. Yeah, 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 there you go, there you go. You know, still still a rapper at heart, all for my man X. You already know, throw your X's up, ladies and gentlemen. But um, as you know, basically I am joined by two of my favorite people. Got my boy over here to my left, my man. You already know him as the hardest working man in show business. You already know him. We call him Clyde, baby, right here on this time with his Jamaican name. You already know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome none other than Mr. Derek Myers. What's up, sir? Sir, what's up? What's going on? What's going on with y'all? Oh, not much, man. Thanks for joining us and filling in, you know what I mean, on, on, on what had to be a very special tribute episode. And of course, speaking of tributes, can't go none other than the tribute king himself, always giving tributes where tributes are due, always coming through. He's your favorite entertainer. He's everybody's favorite entertainer slash lover boy. Y'all know him best from I Am Tremont. And uh, he's nothing other than my little bro himself. You already know, Mr. Darren Tremont. What's up, sir? What's up, my brother? I got a, you know, it's a it's a special episode, so I had to do my grab, bro. It's an honor to yeah, be yeah. here. Thank you, thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Uh, so, without further ado, man. Yeah, no, 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 no crazy intro on today, as you can see. Uh, still charismatic, just a tid tad. But today is an episode of Pastor Ox that is completely in dedication to none other than Mr. Earl DMX Simmons. And uh, so. On today's episode, basically, me and the fellas, we're going to share, uh, you know, our first experience of listening to X, you know, what where we were at the time we first heard DMX and his music, uh, you know, one of our, some of our favorite DMX tracks and or albums uh, slash features, anything like that, and uh, just share stories and experiences of what we, how we feel about DMX as a whole and his legacy, 
Um, again, our prayers and thoughts are with the family, you know, the Simmons family and, and the children of DMX as well. Uh, and just those who knew him, especially those close to him, you know, you know, different rappers that we'll also probably talk about within this tribute that, that knew him personally and had a close relationship with him. Uh, but that being said, I'm going to just open the floor up right now. You know what I mean? And I'm going to just go ahead and go around the room. So, fellas, tell me, share with me. You know, let's let's take a let's take a, a flashback. You know what I mean? Let's hop into the vault. You know, new day time machine style. I'm gonna borrow the new days time machine. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm gonna do. That's for you, Darren. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna borrow the new days time machine. We're gonna step up into it, and we're just gonna go back. You know, and let's share our experiences. Where where were you guys at when you first heard a DMX track? <laughs> that. I actually, I was watching a Chris Rock movie, Down to Earth. Mm, that's, yeah, that's that's uh, the Rough Riders anthem was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that that, that movie, uh, that movie was is what actually introduced me to to DMX. Um, you know, because of course, growing up in church. Not really listening to a lot of you know hip hop, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but that that movie um, introduced me to him, and I loved his voice. I, lo I like his voice was just like different, you know. So um, that's what drew me uh, to DMX, and then actually, I really didn't really get onto his music after that. I really I followed him with with his uh, movie career first then with his music um so cradle to the grave um mm -hmm. belly um what was the other one romeo must die wasn't he in that mm -hmm. romeo yeah, yeah, Aaliyah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so he's in exit wounds too exit wounds yeah yeah mm -hmm. so those are those that's that's how i actually followed dmx through that through his, through his music and then more so with his interviews than than anything else at that point um especially going through coming getting through uh, high school and, and, and college i'd listen to a lot like i would play a lot of his uh interviews and stuff as well but yeah man that, that's that's how i got introduced to him though mm, Down to earth. Love it. Love it. <laughs> i love it i love it so uh darren you know you being the youngest of the trio here man let's let's let's, let's, let's go to your experience man you tell us uh right here in this in this circle right here this guy's circle Tell me where you were when you first heard a DMX record. Um, like my 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 journey with DMX is kind of like Derek's a little bit. Uh, on different, it was a different movie. Uh, I first got introduced with DMX uh, from Like Mike, the the scene with Bow Wow oh, Morris yeah. just in the truck yeah. dancing to party up. Y'all gonna make me lose my <laughs> mind. Like that was my first introduction. Then also just like him, like Romeo Must Die and and all his other incredible films. But it's crazy that my I used to tell my dad that we actually had a conversation about DMX. I thought that was my first introduction to him. My dad, my dad's was like, I love my father. He's a preacher and everything. But my dad is music age, like yeah. 60, 70, 80s, 90s, any genre. But hip hop, the mind, his mind for hip hop is so incredible. So when he was telling me, no, you've been listening to DMX because of me. I'm like, huh? And he would start naming songs, Rough Riders Anthem, What These Bitches Want. Yeah. All those different songs. I'm like, yeah. damn. 
damn, my dad read this. So I really give it to like Mike, but also mostly my dad for putting me on. Uh, my dad put me on a lot of music, but to go back to DMX, it was, yeah, my pops. And I just remember when I first heard what these bitches want. Like when he played it over for me and just how yeah. Cisco's smooth vocals came in and it was Brenda, Ladisha, Linda, Felicia, <laughs> Don, LaShawn, Arnett. In the, you know, it, it was just dope. Mm-hmm. They're like, because he's the only guy, come on, like if anybody else say these many women name, it was like, oh, okay, DMX, he just had that. Yeah. And another thing about him is his his voice. It was so rough and raggy. It catch yeah. your attention. And it's um, distinct. Yeah. And what really made me say get star following him too, as anyone who probably listened to you know Dwayne's other podcast, Life's a Botch, and me, Aya Tremont, we we both are huge wrestling fans. I'm a huge wrestling fan. Uh, so back in 2011 at WrestleMania 27, he did a prayer over a John Cena video. And so, and that video still, I still listen to it and hype me up before I get on my own worship service or before I do anything because DMX, he was just that guy. He, he, his, like, like, like Derek said, his voice is so unique and it, it just pulls you in. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, to go back to the question, I'm sorry, I'm digressing, but yeah, like Mike and my father. I love it. I love it, bro. Um, well, you know, I'm gonna take you guys on the journey, man, and say, my first experience here at X was actually a, a quite a funny one, actually, because um, back when I used to, you know, um, to those who know my pops was in and out of my life a lot of times, you know, but there was spurts where he was kind of in my life a little bit here and there. Uh, me, my brother, and my sister, we used to go visit him kind of like in the summer. So like, uh, this is when he, stayed in this apartment he was still a bachelor so you know it was kind of like go to work do what he do but going you know being in york pennsylvania and Derek, i mean you know you've been up there so you know how how the city is it's a small town city but it's a it's a you know it's a northern atmosphere right so being up north yeah you know being (laughs) up north in this small town city um and in the summer at that, so a summer up north where it was hot, you know, not quite as hot as the south, but still hot yeah. relatively. Um, there was this record, you know, back when record stores were still a thing and, and people owned record stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew a guy who stayed around the corner of that block of the apartment that my dad lived in. Mm-hmm. Me and my brother being such music heads, we met you know he took a dad took us over there to that record store and the record owner his name was mr robinson and mr robinson was this real cool cat you know uh you know he looked like he was out of the 70s you know he had the fro with those little glasses you know what i mean like had that retro swag about him in the 90s where you could tell it was like okay you from an old generation but he had tons of music i mean you walk in that you walk into that record store and i mean you saw everybody who was hot at the time lil kim Cash Money, Diddy and them, Kurt Franklin, and you know all of, just everybody who was just really popping in that '90s light at that time. You saw their music, you saw their album covers and everything, like in the little display cases. So he was like half record store, but then there was another part of his record store that was actually, dare I say, this was a period where a thing called bootlegging was in store. And this was a thing where you could make 
burnt CDs. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> at that time, this is when I, the mix CD era where you could take tracks and put them on a CD, whatever you wanted. But it was so new, you didn't know how to do it. They knew oh, how to yeah. do it. <laughs> so it was one of those things where all you did, they gave you a list. So I remember Mr. Robinson would give us a list and you just pick songs or you just name. Matter of fact, the computer, you could actually go on the computer and there was the list and you just chose the songs that you wanted to be on this CD. He would tell you the limit. You choose whatever song. You could just go with the, the most top random hits, choose the songs that you wanted, and then they would be on this CD. And again, being a kid, being like a seven, eight-year-old kid, not really knowing how this was done for real, for real, mm-hmm. it was just so exciting to see like, oh, I want that song because I like that song. I like this song, I like that song, I like this song. So my first experience with X was the fact that I didn't really know X, but my mm-hmm. brother did. Because my brother, you know, you know, he was he was in his teens, you know, so he knew, and he, I basically was playing copycat like most little brothers do. Oh yeah, you know. So I knew songs that I knew that I liked, but mostly whatever my brother picked, chances are I was picking because right. I was like, oh, I want what my brother got. Yeah. So little did I know, there's this song called "What's My Name." Oh, yeah. There's this song called Party <laughs> Up. And they were the clean versions because the whole CD was clean because, you know, dad told Mr. Robinson, hey, nope, they only get the clean version because I don't need their mamas coming at me because I'm letting them hear dirty versions of this and that. Mm-hmm. So we only got the clean version. So for me, I always enjoyed the fact that when I was listening to What's My Name, that was the very first DMX song I ever learned word for word hey yo what's my name max and i'll be the best you see the rest they look at like they need a rest one more you know just like playing back and forth right but it's the edited version so i'm sitting there i'm even wrapped in the edited version you know what i mean i'm I'm rapping with the little you know what i mean like every little edited sound bite because he by far is the greatest rapper to ever have edited tracks i'm sorry no rap song ever had the greatest edited version. Even the edited versions were dope because you just yeah. sound effects. So yeah. what's my name back because of that CD, that CD record store and being able to make those mixed CDs at that time when, again, that wasn't really a thing to do yet. That wasn't really something everybody could do. Mm-hmm. So to get my own custom-made CD for mm-hmm. all of these songs that I just chose because my brother chose them, you know, and then I'm listening to him left and right. It was just so cool to hear DMX. And then from there, man, I just remember just anything he came out with, I was always rocking with it, vibing with it. And I just really started knowing about DMX from that point on, man. And and then, you know, it just catapulted. My love for DMX catapulted from there off top. So yeah. What's My Name and Me definitely have like a, a personal tie because of the fact that was the very first song of his I ever heard. And it stuck with me. Is that your favorite DMX song? We gonna get into that. We gonna we gonna get it. We gonna get into that. We gonna get into that because you know there's 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 a lot. I mean, I'm an I'm an X fan. He is personally my top five. Yeah, in my top five of all time favorite rappers. Yeah, and it's not a recent thing for me. It's I've always given X his flowers, and mm-hmm. he's always been one of my top favorite influential all-time rappers because of his energy, because of it's from the heart. So anyone personally, if you listen to my music, 
whether I'm bringing energy like him or not, that's a different story because I'm, I'm in my own, I'm a mixture of everybody along with being myself. Yeah. But in terms of speaking from the heart, that comes from X for me. You know, when I speak from the heart and anything I do, a lot of times that comes from X. And so, you know, he's, he's top five influencer for me, but you know, we're going to get into that. That's a good transition, Derek. I like the way you did that, sir. I like the way you did that. So let's, let's go good. Let's get into this. You know, we, we got our introductions on how we got into DX, you know, DMX, not DX, sorry, wrong stable, but still, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to D- DX anyway, but uh, DMX, you know what I mean? DMX, um, now that we kind of, you know, told our stories personally, how we got introduced to you know the phenomenon the phenomenon known as dmx uh let's go into it and talk about some of our personal favorite records from dmx um you know and and if you want to even say album you know you can go the album route as well but let's let's talk about that you know let's open the floor to that and i want to ask you gentlemen uh what's the song of dmx or or songs because i said i know he's had a lot of songs over the years but what's some songs that you guys personally resonate with when it comes to DMX. What these bitches want from a nigga. <laughs> what these bitches want from a nigga. That song right there, bro. Like, that's, I relate to that song a lot because not saying that I have multiple women. It's just that, which is, that's, a, that's a sad thing. I bet I wish I had a conversation with DMX. So, so what these bitches really want from us, D? Like, let me know right now. It, but I like that song because it was, it was, so smooth, you know what I mean? It was just like mm-hmm. the brother was so cold with just like I gotta bring these lyrics up because that that song right there it, it it hyped me as a little kid. I didn't know what I was talking about. It was brilliant, but like as an adult now, it's like hell yeah, what do you what these bitches want from a nigga? Like, what do you really want for me? And uh I just remember it's just the beat. One the first thing about a song before I started listening to the lyrics is the beat. Yeah, yeah, so I try to I, I play the song through and vibe through the beat, and that was a nice little beat. So, so whoever produced it, if you're listening, I I gotta I gotta give you that. And then throwing Cisco under to me, Cisco when he's featured on other people's songs, it is just dope to me. If the, if if y'all get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. it's just like it it's not to take away from his accolades from Drew Hill. But it just brings a different vibe, you know what I'm yeah, saying? When you hear him yeah. on somebody else's song, and so him and DMX, because you know DMX got that swag, you know that just I still can't get over that, bro. And and what made me fall in love with the song was there was Brenda, Letitia, Linda, Felicia, Dawn, Lashawn, Inez, and Alicia. You know that that's it right there. Just that little part right there. It's like, brother, you name all these female names. And then you you putting in a rap song, bro, bro. Ain't nobody else doing it. Yeah, if somebody else do it, I'm saying, oh, you just build this rip off. And I met her in the ice cream, ice parlor. cream parlor. Time. You know what I'm saying? Diane, Diane Marina, Marina, and Carla, Marina, Marina, Katrina, Selena, Selena, Sabrina, Sabrina. About, about three, three Kims, Latoya, Caesar, right there. Bridget, Kathy, Rashida, Kelly, Nicole, Angel, Juanita, Stacy. 
Tracy, Rhonda, Yolanda, Donna, Yolanda, Tawana, Yolanda. Yay! Hey, the fact that he said fucking with three Kims, that ball right there hyped me up. He said about three Kims. I said, man, my nigga, you's a beast. You a beast, my guy. You fucking with three girls for the same night. I would love to know the stories. Yeah, like that's why I want to too. Like I, I want to these like legit women. Those, yeah. Look at, like, look at all the yeah, kids. Got. It kind of makes sense. It makes sense. Oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure this is true. I just want to know the stories. I, like I, I really, and, and what what intrigues me is to know is if those are the actual names. <laughs> that's my so only that's question. They yeah, because cause like imagine <laughs> being one of them, like. Like, imagine if, imagine if you thought you were the only Kim. <laughs> <laughs> About three Kim. Oh, just imagine. You know, let's just imagine text messages was back then. She, oh, she could have got away with it. She could have looked at the phone. Oh, that's me. And said it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ooh. three of them. Yeah, yeah. Now, now it's like, come on, bro. <laughs> well, he said they were all treated fairly. <laughs> they were all treated fairly. Yes, yeah, I want to know. I want to know the story. Awesome. Awesome. Now I'm with Drew Hill. I'm gonna keep it real. What the fuck you want from a nigga? What the fuck you want from a nigga? Every time he say that, I just get real. I'm like, what the fuck you want from a nigga? Like, bro, DMX, bro. I'm gonna miss you, dog. Yeah, man. And, yeah. and of course, you gotta go with the classes. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Like, you can't tell me when you was in school, they did a little sock hops and little school dance. You didn't turn up. You ain't finna tell me. You just stood there and like, <laughs> all right, so there, never mind. But, Dwayne, you ain't gonna tell me. Uh, okay, about parties in general. Like, you're not gonna tell me you finna hug a wall when you hear dun, 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 dun. Like, that first oh, part no. right there. See, that's, that's the thing with his music, though. That I don't. Music. I can't recall a song that you could actually just sit back and, like and do nothing. Like his energy is literally through the music. And you know what? People might hate me for this, but I gotta say it because you know me. I'm a huge Tupac fan. For yeah. some reason, his energy reminds me of Pox. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, his, yeah. His nah, you, remind you, me of Pox. I'm not mad at that. You, you won't yeah. get you won't get argument from that. There's um. I got I got something to say about that a little later, actually. Um, mm. In terms of yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, but I got something to say about that a little later with, with, with some other things. But yeah, no, no, I'm not mad at that statement. I don't think anybody else would argue because part of the reason why a lot of people say they love pop, granted, personally to me, I I, I need to know what definition of what a lyricist is because Tupac to me is a lyricist. So I don't know why they said he's not. <laughs> a but, lot of people. People say, oh, yeah, he's got emotion, <laughs> you know, emotion, you know, emotion. And again, people try to say that about DMX too. Mm-hmm. Not a lyricist or something. You know, I think people tried to say that about him in the past. And I'm like, the man's a battle rapper. Came up battling yeah, in the streets yeah, yeah. before he got up to the mainstream. Yeah. Why you didn't he Keep in mind, but we'll get into that too. We'll, we'll actually get into that too. But you know, you know, not not to stare too far out. You know, that's a little. You know, something we'll get into. But to signify, you know, both these guys signify exactly what people say they love them for is their emotion, right? Yeah, so just, just real too, like like mm-hmm. you got 
unfiltered. Sometimes it may it may have been a little detrimental to not have a filter, but mm-hmm. for the most part, they were both unfiltered, and and what you see is what you get. That's that's what I appreciate the most. That that real that realness that that you get with DMX, um, whether you like it or like what he's saying or you don't like what he's saying, you can appreciate that he's being truthful and honest and upfront about how he feels. That's that's what I love. I, I think like not just with that being something that he did, but you saw that like that was in every piece of his art as well. Mm-hmm. Like that just just truth and 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 uh honesty and uh, like you can't do anything but respect that so yeah no i I think um speaking of that though uh slipping is i would say that's my number one Um, that's my number one it's a good choice brother yeah that's my number one um because the one thing that i i would say um with with uh with x is that this dude battled a lot of demons. He battled Man. a lot. And instead of hiding that, he used it to help other people through his music. Just being honest. Cause like you don't you don't understand how how um some people might not understand how the uh honesty factor with what you're going through can help someone else. Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it, it it music in general allows you to uh music is what emotions sound like so i think a lot of stuff that that you hear from from dmx in general uh is that's just his emotions pouring out and the one thing that I don't understand with a lot of people is, you know, there are people that that say that that men don't show enough emotion, and then when they do, they're too, they're soft. Like that's that's the one thing I, that, I that's what I hate because there's nothing Deadpool. soft about a man showing his emotions. That's what I appreciate the most about DMX is that he was willing to put it all on display, and mm-hmm. and you knew. Not only did you know uh, uh, how he felt about everything, you knew where you stood with him. Mm-hmm. That I mm. appreciate. You know what I'm saying? Like, so slipping for me was was what um, what gave me my sound for things that when I felt like things were creeping up on me. You know, like like it's just that helps. That helps, especially when you're going through depression. That helps, right? I mean, it helped me. Maybe it may not be for everyone, but it helped me. And he just he gave me a voice <laughs> to how I felt in the moment. So I that's that's what I appreciate uh, the most. Um, Rough Riders would, would it has to be up there for me as well, just because that's one oh. of the first ones that I that I, that I heard. You know. Um, I, yeah <laughs> there's, there's so much that. man but so i mean what what else can be said about about dmx like 
there's so much that you could say. It's like it feels like you just can't get it all out, and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's weird because like I've been I've been sitting here since this whole thing came out um, with when he first went into the hospital. I've been trying to actually like process it, and I can't. Like it's kind of mm-hmm. hard. Just, like it's hard to think about uh 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 this world without DMX in it. Mm-hmm. And technically, because of his uh, because of his work, because of of his honesty, with, uh, you know, in interviews and everything like that, he's he's technically still here. Like mm-hmm. he's not gone, but yeah. to know that he's physically gone is just weird. It's yeah. weird, and and like I was thinking about it last night, like, um, like when you're when you're young, um, you feel you feel this incredible sense of immortality, and I think that's part of what you saw with his music as well. Just that that feeling of immortality, right? But mm. like I can honestly say, in the last five maybe seven years that's when i actually started to realize my own mortality yeah and and you think about it you realize oh yeah like this this is going to end at some point it's like you you, you've got to be you you've got to live your life to the fullest Mm -hmm. and and give all you have DMX did that. Like he 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 emptied the tank. It, you know, like we didn't have him as long as we wanted to, but at 50 years old for 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 someone that came from what he came from, come on, man. Like that's 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 quite an accomplishment. It I mean, I, I really hate that he's gone, but just to think about all that he accomplished the amount of people the amount amount of lives that he's that he has actually touched in that short span of time that's incredible that's that's monumental so yeah i mean i don't know that i can actually give a full list of songs because (laughs) it's 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 tough it's uh it's it's real hard because he has a lot yeah I, i agree with you d because as for me being a younger person, like just to hear what you just said come about how they say it's weak for a man to express their feelings. That was always my mindset when I try to express my feelings. And people would call me, are oh, you doing too much and all those things. And my source was Tupac, of course. Then when I saw going back and listening to DMX, is it felt like his was his story. It just if you know his story, like when he when first time he ever smoked weed it was lace like just right. the big that was just like the beginning of his i don't want to say downfall but like the beginning of his demons no. attacking yeah. him yeah and so, That's what introduced uh, so just the, the the fact that he was so raw mm-hmm. and rugged and not afraid and, and it made me go back and think of this because that man was a i don't mean to throw religion in but that man was a man of god for one and yeah, he yeah. always expressed that in his songs so it kind of hurt me to see people was saying like when he passed, I uh, hope he got his life to God. Or you know he was in that music industry. They just pray that he asked for Jesus. Let me tell you something. This this is why we get a bad look as believers because we are so quick 
to point fingers or judge or assume. And my mama always told me, don't assume because what's the first three letters of assume? Mm -hmm. You made an ass of yourself. Mm -hmm. This brother, if you go back and just type in DMX, and you, I pray, I bet you put type in DMXP, prayer come up, and you see this brother was real raw and rugged about his religion. Mm -hmm. and he wasn't afraid. He was human. Everybody yeah. got their own demons. Everybody struggled. Mm -hmm. But the way that brother prayed and that brother preached, it gave me feelings that a, 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 a pastor, a legit preacher, could never give me. Because yeah, yeah. like, you feel like I watch, you, can, you can run through a wall after you listen to him. Yes! Yes! You feel yes, like you, you, feel you, like you could do feel anything. Like you can do... Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's... it's... I don't I don't see how anyone how you know what the issue is a lot of Christians um I'm not saying all but a lot of Christians feel as if the only way you can be a child of God is if you look like how they do blue is if how you if is if you suffer the way they suffer or you you uh um you get through different things in your life trials and tribulations the way they do it mm -hmm. like people think act as if life is a cookie cutter system it's not right we're all individuals that means we all have different perspectives different uh uh experiences um uh and 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 different ways of communication his dmx's way of communication with god was different than a lot of other people's right mm -hmm. it's just he's talking to god like yo he even said one of his prayers i don't know how to pray but i'm going to do it i'm going to do it the best way that i can right like and and, and it's just it's just a level of honesty that i don't think that i think that um a lot of people are afraid to have i think a lot of people are are are, are are afraid to be that open and honest about how they feel, how they are. That open and honest about things that they struggle with. You know, like yeah. it's it's that man went through a lot. Went through a lot. And, and that's the thing to go back to the kind of piggyback what you said. People gotta remember, we can't be exactly like you. You mm -hmm. might overcame you. And that's the thing, too, about people. They forget that when they was in the process of overcoming things, they were struggling, too. And people yeah. probably did them the same way. So the fact that you did that is making you a hypocrite. So go back to DMX. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it hurts a lot to see people like saying this after this brother passed. And he put it on. He, put, he didn't hide it. He put it on the platform on his music, on different interviews. This brother said, yes, I'm struggling with drugs. Yes, uh, I've been in jail. But guess what? My Lord and Savior is who, who comes first in my life. Mm -hmm. He said every day, and like you just said, Derek, he said, I don't know how to pray, but I'm going to do it anyway. Like when he said mm -hmm. that, bro, most people, they when they try to pray, they try to sound like they pastor, they mama, they grandmama. They ain't, don't be raw and authentic. They just saying stuff that people want to hear. But that's yeah, the pro that's Wait. the problem with re religion versus relationship. Mm -hmm. People don't people right. can't people can't recognize authenticity when they see it because they're so used to the fake. It's like mm -hmm. think about think about how um 
what the difference is when you you drink um let me see if you drink grape color uh flavored kool-aid right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus going to drink a uh, 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 grape juice mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to taste types. different it doesn't t- it doesn't taste the same the the artificial though is it, 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 it's it's more of a boost boosted flavor because it's so it's filled with a lot of fluff right so right. when you when you're when you're when you're that way when you're artificial you can't recognize when someone is being authentic you don't know what that looks like mm-hmm. you, you, you <laughs> it's foreign to you so dmx is a foreign he's foreign to a lot of people they like mm-hmm. even even just just away from dmx anyone that is like that is foreign to anyone that <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. that's synthetic that's... fake hey, Can't be... <laughs> i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it for you fake but and go and but dmx that brother was so raw and rugged and real bro yeah and 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 that's and i just think it's from the era because as you know for me being 21 you know my generational rappers are different and that's why i can't get into the new rap i can't everybody (laughs) is the same rapping about the same thing nobody you know i give drake his problem i love drake i feel like he's real do i want to throw j cole in my generation no because j cole is coming off the tail end of that real generation that's why mm-hmm. he get a lot of hate from the new fans because because oh you know he, he he ain't talking about what young boy talking about he ain't talking about mm-hmm. what kodak because he's talking about real stuff that y'all don't want to hear y'all so used to about money bitches and all these things this man's legit rapping about shit so mm-hmm. that's why i go back and appreciate dmx music you know i was playing his music last night while i was playing the game my friends called me a hype they said, you never bumped DMX in this part. I said, you're right. I never bumped him while I was playing the game with you, but I bumped this man before because this man music speaks a lot to me more than a young boy and, a, and Migos could ever do for me. So, so that's his legacy for me, just being real. So you mentioned, when you mentioned J. Cole and you said he's not part of what your generation, who do you classify rap class-wise as your generation of rappers? My I generation, don't think, I don't think Drake is either. No, he's not. So, so like my generation of rappers now, it's like Lil Durk, Lil Uzi, uh, Migos, mm. Pooh Shiesty, Big Thirty, all those guys. Those guys is like how y'all had the DM. No, let's go back like the Earth. Yeah, so we can say that DMX, the Fifty Cent, the. Say J. Cole, Jay-Z, you know how y'all had those era guys? That's basically like our era guys. Especially Lil Dirt, uh Lil Baby. That's most mm-hmm. definitely one of our guys and stuff like that. But I'm just to be honest, I didn't get into Lil Baby until he dropped bigger picture. Because he was rapping something real on there. So but like that's the thing, do that's you, why I do you do you put chance in your generation? Yeah, I put chance in my generation. And I and I, and again, I think he get hate too because he's not rapping about the same things as the rappers I just named. Mm-hmm. He tried, he tried, <laughs> but I felt like his real authentic fans—they were like, "Nah, chance, that uh, that that no, that's not you." 
I yeah, but that. I will. I will throw Chance in there. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I, I, got, I, got, I got another one. I got another okay. one more for you. Now, he kind of is a guy who does a little bit of everything. Okay. Mostly acts. But do you classify Childish Gambino as your general? Yes. Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. The reason why. His music really came, what, like, let's say like 2012, 2013-ish era. Because you remember he did, like, like the one he said, he did mostly acting and, and stand-up and stuff. Mm-hmm. His music didn't really start popping to like around my teenage years. And That's man, when he started. Was it 2012 he came out? Like 2012, 2013, around that time. That's when his I music st- started dropping. See, I, I, I don't classify him or uh, Chance as your generation. You don't? Mm-mm. Because they're the students. Because that's around the time. They're, they're students a- of <laughs> previous True. generations. He is a student of it. But, yeah. but I'm talking about like dropping wise because that's around the same time Lil Dirt came out. Lil Dirt dropped in 2012 too. So mm-hmm. that's around. That's that's why I put Charles Gambino on in that era. Because I, I, I could have yeah. sworn Chance came out earlier than that. Chance came out I mean, not Chance. Uh, uh, Challenge Gambino. Challenge Gambino, yeah. I think his acting career started first, if I'm not wrong. But yeah, I put Challenge Gambino on my generation. But again, I listen to him. Mm. My generation, like people, let's go ahead, people my age. Yeah, I love it. If I've said, uh, you came out to that limb. Yeah. But okay, like, let's say I go up to right now to my big cousin right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, bro, you want to bump some Challenge Gambino? Hell no. You want to bump some Pooh Shifty? Turn that man on right now, but that's the thing. Like these rappers these days, to go back to how why I brought it up, mm-hmm. they don't rap about nothing real, bro. I hear the same thing: being shiesty, killing somebody, taking somebody female, having sex. Not saying that y'all rappers didn't do that back then too, mm-hmm. but they also told they stories. They told they told stories. Story. They told stories of why they mess with this female. They yeah. told stories of why they killed this person. Not yeah. just saying, I got 13 choppers at the chopper house. You know, we're going to get the out of the house. Like, what? Like, where's the where's the story? Like, like hell, mirror. I ain't no killer, but don't push me. Revenge like the sweet DMX. Like, all those girls, they were all truly friendly. But rugged as hell. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He still told us they still told a story and they I think now they just my they just hop on the beat and just say whatever. Like for Sashi. I love Drake. What the hell is the story in this song? Migos. Well, there, is, what, there is no story. Thank you. Like there's no story. The, the only reason why that song even popped was because of Drake. <laughs> mm. Like I can see that. But see, the thing about it is, like, I think also with artists in your generation, uh, they don't care about lyrics. They don't care about stories. It's all they about don't. the beat. It's, it's literally just about the feeling, the vibe. There is not about uh-huh. the story. And, and, the, and when I vibe. peep it, and, I, and, what else, and what I peep is the rappers who do tell the story, they be called lame. Yeah. Or they wag. Yeah. But the ones who don't tell the story, like, all right, so I get heat all the time. I'm not the biggest NBA young boy fan at all. Mm-hmm. He he tells a couple stories in songs, but most of the songs about the same thing. And every time I say, y'all, he really trash because he's not telling the story. I get heat. 
But I'm like, listen to J. Cole. He's telling the story, y'all. Listen to Travis Gambino. Man, why I say I get called lame? That's it. People don't care about the story no more. Like, yeah. That's why when I talk to older gen, like when I talk to you guys and my pops, I don't get mad when they like, I don't get mad when y'all be like, hey, turn it off. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. it, it, I just want a story like DMX. And I don't think we're going to ever get one like that because he was, his aura, let's just go back to him. It's just like, even when people say his conversations, mm-hmm. his conversations, like his interviews, those were stories itself. And then mm-hmm. the music was just like, the music was like a prequel. If you want right. to be honest, they like prequels. And that's what I loved about him because he didn't hide shit. He didn't. He didn't hide shit. He didn't care what you felt about him. He don't care how you felt about the story. I'm going to tell the story of Earl Simmons. I don't give a fuck what y'all think. Yeah. And that's and and that's why he's going to be so missed. He's yeah. going to be so missed because of that. Because, And I thank God for his verses. Cause he got his chance to get his roses. Because mm-hmm. now it's cool that he get his roses now, but you know a lot of people get their roses when they die. It made my heart happy to see him smiling and having fun with Snoop Dogg. Song choices could be debatable. It could yeah. be debatable, <laughs> but just to see but, him so happy. Yeah, that's, that's and, all and I cared about. With I w- yeah, I was gonna say what I appreciate most looking back at that versus. Um, even before all of this took place, and I might even go watch it back again now. I after think I, fact, I, I, but I am too. To see, yes, as fans, you say, okay, I wanted to hear all the hits, and you got a sprinkle of a few, but you were hearing he was actually being just as real as he is as a person because he was showing you again that he was he had been doing this before a mainstream level. Mm-hmm. He had tracks on tracks on tracks on tracks because he was battling. And when Wa and all of them were with him, they were shopping him around while he was just doing his thing, saying, okay, why y'all doing that, trying to get me on? I'm battling. X was literally waiting to get signed. Got to a point where he thought these folks didn't even want him because he was just too raw, too real or something, especially because of the era that was popping at the time. That shiny suit era with Diddy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that. DMX in it. X wasn't that. I wonder, he knew yeah. he wasn't. Mm-mm. Yeah. So because he wasn't that, he couldn't get signed when the lots got signed to Diddy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what's up? I'm just as raw. Tried to spit for Diddy. Diddy said he too raw. I can't take him on my on my label. Yeah. He too raw. He too rugged. Nah, I need some showmanship. Yeah. And then finally the opportunity came about. Doors kicked open. And the flood gates just poured out. So yeah. what he was showing y'all was a lot like what Snoop was showing y'all. Because Snoop didn't bring a lot of the heavy hits as much as he brought them. But he was still stuck in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Just to show y'all how deep the catalog was. In fact, it was going from label from Death Row to freaking No Limit. <laughs> yeah, Not even touching mid to early to late to 2000s and all of that. So I appreciate the journey he was showing y'all more so than anything to just show y'all what, and like you said, ultimately he was happy and having a good time. So, you know, um, that is cool. And so I, I would say, um, you know, Derek, you asked me if what's my name was my favorite mm-hmm. and it's, it's one of, 
my favorites because it does have a special tie to me is, is the fact that it was the first song I heard, the first song I learned word for word, bumped it over and over anytime I was mad, anytime yeah. <laughs> I wanted to work out, anytime I didn't care any emotion yeah. that came out of me, that song was mainly the one probably going to be on repeat. Okay. Yeah. But it wouldn't necessarily be my number one song from him. Actually, my number one is probably a song that a lot of people probably won't go to right away because it was like a sub hit. It wasn't even really a hit. It was a hit, but it was like a sub hit. It was probably one of the ones people either sleep on or don't really remember as much. But um, it's a song that's near and dear to me and more special now uh, because of the fact of how much I personally relate to it. And I find myself playing that over and over which is a song from the Great Depression album that he had with Faith Evans called I Miss You. Oh, yeah. And I Miss You yeah. is literally him having a heart-to-heart to the people about his grandmother and how much he misses her, how tied he was to her, and how much of the fact that that genuine relationship and the fact that the person that he is that we just talked about and his emotion and passion for the Lord lot of that came from his grandma Mm -hmm. and i can relate to that directly because i am the exact same way so i can totally agree when i say that has to be like a number one for me personally on a personal level because of that but then you know when you go into hits you know or like the the mega ones the ones that everybody talks about i guess you know what's my name is definitely in my top five but right behind that, I Miss You would definitely be Who We Be. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I say that because that song has the most tie because that came out right fresh after 9-11 and everything that happened in yes. 9-11. Yes, yeah. And that was the man. You talking about carrying and uplifting people? Yeah. When 9-11 happened and how everybody was feeling so devastated, so sad, so down, trying to pick themselves up, you talk about a man with emotion, to drop that, being a person from New York, being the heart of New York like that, to make a song like Who We Be, to have it come out right around that time Mm -hmm. and put all that emotion and then the beat, the fact that that beat is just going in and he's going in with that beat. Who we be to me, man, is almost practically untouchable in, in the significance of what happened when that came out. Um, and then behind that to me is a song that I'm not going to lie. I did not like this song at first. I really didn't. I don't know why I didn't, but I did not like this song at first. But it eventually grew on me over the years because I really started really feeling the emotion even more behind it was Lord, give me a sign. Mm. You didn't like that? I didn't. At that point, I thought X was kind of losing it a little bit. Not losing it mentally, losing it like music-wise. Lyrically. Because it yeah, was yeah. like, not even lyrically, just music-wise, like on the on the level of 
hit his peak and was trying to make that comeback at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, even though I yeah. felt the song, I think it was just because of the fact that I think he had a reality show around the time of that song, and I couldn't get into it. Oh. But I go back and listen to that song, even before the death. I'm just saying, like, yeah. even before his recent passing, I was going back and listening to that song, and I really sat, and I really just listened, and I felt it, and I said, you know what? Man, no, nah, this song is undeniable, bro. This you song know, is undeniable. Like, it don't matter if you're Christian or not. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what really, um, <clears throat> excuse me, what really got me with that song is, um, when he was saying, he was, uh, he said, uh, I really need to talk to you, Lord. Since the last time we talked, the walk has been hard. Mm -hmm. I kid you not, there's been like, and I was just praying about this the other day. Mm -hmm. It was like, there's been moments of time where I don't, I don't pray traditionally pray. I don't, I, since I was a kid, I really don't. I have never really like been into that kneel down and you know, like I no I just kind of talk to God like just talk to him I don't mm -hmm. do the whole hallowed be yet thy name type thing but when I when I have those moments of time of, of there not being a talk like I feel like that I, I like that line actually sticks out to me more so in that song than anything else like since the last time we talked, the walk has been hard. Like there's been a lot of moments where it's been like that for me. And I think that's why that that song, uh, that song uh, started sticking out to me more over the last few years uh, than when it first came out because I was still in the church when it came out. So I was just like, oh, this is a, <laughs> this is like another Jesus walks type of thing. <laughs> Yeah. It's, just, it's just it did give you that vibe. It did. Yeah. It did. It was just and that was before song. Jesus walked. And that was so really, yeah, but but, but that's that's what I that's what I related it to. I was like, oh, this is I can this is something I can listen to from a mainstream artist that isn't, you know. Mm -hmm. Um but it, it it grew to be something more meaningful to me over the years than just you know, a, a, a Christian song or whatever. Like that's that was that was just real. It's, it, and 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 when you think about it, it it happens like that. It it can happen like that where where it's just like like you're just tired. <laughs> yeah. Like Jesus. Yeah. Like I'm just tired. And I agree. At first, when it came out, it was just I was like, oh, okay. But the more I got into it, yeah, this is this like DMX was just different, bro. It was just yeah. I I honestly think that um unfortunately he will be more so appreciated in death than in life. Mm. But yeah, like, that, but much, I hate it. Much like I anyone. Hate it. It's like we've a seen lot, that a lot with of, all of the greats though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and, and I don't like that. I don't like that because it 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 feels weird when you show appreciation to someone when they can't even feel it. Mm -hmm. That's why, like like what Darren's saying, like with with the verses value, yeah, like it was it was good that he was able to get his flowers at that moment. But and of course, you know, he he felt that appreciation and love from fans whenever he would meet them and meet them and stuff like that. 
So I'm not saying he never felt it, but this type of appreciation, mm-hmm. I think like we should we should have a moment like this for all of our artists. Because artists in general give so much to us. You know what I'm saying? Like like artists mm-hmm. give so much. They pour so much of themselves into uh into into their medium that mm-hmm. we we just consume it. We're just sitting here like, okay, I, I need the next album, I need the next movie, I need I need yeah. the next book, I need I need this, that, and the other. And and if it's almost like we're treating the artist as uh um just giving that shiny new toy feel. Yeah, and and not really having appreciation for for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like like thank you for giving me this. Like you didn't have to allow yourself to to uh to be used mm-hmm. to 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 give this to the world, right? Like mm-hmm. that's why like 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 I, and I talk about this all the time, but like different different music has helped me get through my times of depression mm-hmm. and like that's why I talk about those artists as much as I do because like <laughs> I I I likely would not be here had their music not been here you know yeah. what I'm saying and I like I, I feel like we should as a collective be able to show this type of appreciation and love for these artists when they're here Mm-hmm. Not saying that X can't feel this because like energy, energy is constant. Ener- you mm-hmm. that energy never stops. So you will always I, I'm we can always still feel his energy, and I'm pretty sure he can still feel ours. But it's just it'd be nice if we can just do that while they're here. No, I feel it. I mean, um, I said that line in a song uh called Heartless. Uh, mm-hmm. where I was coming from the heart about a friend of mine from Memphis who who was shot and killed. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I said this uh, when it came to mind, that you're only appreciated on two occasions, day of your birth, day of your death. So amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that, that, you know, that hit home for me when, when that line initially came up because uh I was just sitting there really thinking. And I think when I came up with that line, somebody, we had just lost somebody and that same thing happened where mm-hmm. it was that outpour of love. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it's crazy how, you know, I was just thinking about the fact that when it's your birthday, everybody wants to, you know, show you love. You find out how many people really love and care about you on your birthday. Mm-hmm. And the other day, whatever you do on a day in, day out basis, they're kind of just there, you know, regardless mm-hmm. of your level, regardless if you're someone famous, someone regular. But then the moment you die, which again, mm-hmm. when I when I watched my homie, actually it was when my homie was dead, I went on his page. That's where that line got inspired because when I went on his page and I saw how many people showed him love mm-hmm. that he could not see. Mm-hmm. And then when his birthday came around and I saw the love, Miss you, homie. Miss you this. Happy birthday, big homie. Miss you this and that. It just reminded me again when your birthday's here, everybody shows you an outpouring love. You know, you get that appreciation more than anything because there are people who look at it genuinely like it's your birthday. Mm-hmm. We're going to show you love. Mm-hmm. The moment you die, all of a sudden you see this love outpour 
mm -hmm. people that you didn't even know loved you, even enemies suddenly show you love. And, and I got to say something on that because y'all know my mental battle of, of man, just feeling alone. Mm -hmm. And I'm the type of person like, God will show you who is meant for your life and who's not meant for your life. But I'm the type of person who's trying to force them and hold on to them, and which caused me to feel lonely and depressed. Mm -hmm. And to hear you tell yeah, your yeah, story yeah. about your friend, mm -hmm. it was times where I said, and I know my, I talked about it on my podcast, uh, my mental health of me drinking mm -hmm. and my mindset in time I drink, or even when I don't drink, when I'm just in that deep depressed, I like, I bet people will come around when I'm dead. It was times mm -hmm. where. I wanted to attempt suicide because mm -hmm. I wanted to feel the love from people. Now with a clear mind, I knowing that that would be fake love because why would you love me when I'm dead? And also I'm hurting the people who do really love me, like like mm -hmm. you fellas, like my mom and my son and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that's to go back to DMX, that's why I love his music mm -hmm. because he saved me from a lot of shit. Him, Pop, J. Cole, Michael mm -hmm. Jackson, especially Michael, they mm -hmm. saved me from hurting myself for mm -hmm. a long time because I just wanted that love. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I used to always say, I used to, I mean, once I was laying in the bed, said, Lord, if you take my life away so I can feel love, please do it. You used to always think that. And it's crazy how when you die, people, listen, let me tell you something. Love people while they are here. I don't care. You never do anything else I ask you or if anybody else asks you. Love people when you're here because when you start, when you love them, when they did, like like Darryl said, the people, you can, he can still feel their energy. People can still feel their energy. But it'll be nice to hear, I love you too. Mm -hmm. It'll be nice to have it. So love mm -hmm. people while they're here because when they gone, it's not like, you close the cast and they gone and they could come back a week later. Man, it's over for it. They done. Yeah. It's over for you guys. So yeah. that's yeah. man. I, I hate to go, I hate to man, I hate to take it that deep, but it's needed to be known. It's needed. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and it's crazy how we connected the DMX because that's what's the point of his music. He wanted people mm -hmm. to hear the shit that nobody wanted to hear. Yeah. But you needed to hear it. Like uh like when you were saying the song you just said, one song about me from DMX I listen to constantly is Ain't No Sunshine by DMX. And it's crazy mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. DMX got so much wrestling connection because it's a professional wrestler named AJ Styles. His mm -hmm. theme song, Phenomenal, is a sample from that song. Mm -hmm. And and when you go back and listen to Ain't No Sunshine, it kind of relates with what Dwayne just said about his friend. Because mm -hmm. DMX said, who cut off the lights when you see nobody's coming? Like, the reason I say it's connects, it's like, somebody died, right? They gone, no longer here. This is, now, this is my mindset, you know what I'm saying? They gone, no longer here. Turn on that light, you wishing they there. Ain't no sunshine when they gone, you know what I mean? That's just, that's just my mindset. I think mm -hmm. that deep. Guys, please. Give people they flowers now. Give them they flowers now, y'all. And if you don't believe, listen to the song Derek just recommended by DMX. Mm -hmm. Listen to the song Dwayne Mitchell, I Miss You. 
what he was saying because he was talking about his grandmother in that song, correct? Mm-hmm. If I'm not, yeah, wrong. it was it was direct ties to his grandmother. Mm-hmm. In the funeral, uh, that's why it was a funeral in the video. So mm-hmm. this is the ad song. Ain't no sunshine about DMX. These songs will literally wake you up. Like, hold on, wait a minute. Yeah, let me go talk to somebody. Let me let me check up, and that's why I truly believe check on your strong friends. Because when I went through, what I went through the people who who was actually there for me. They never knew I had that mental battle at all, bro. That's that's real, cause that's something that um, when I I know like a lot of times that I've been depressed. When when I'm depressed in general, I don't say anything. No no one knows anything. Like like my family doesn't really know unless I unless unless I might say something differently, I might act differently or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you like no one really knows like those moments until it's passed and then I might mention it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it's like, you've, it, you have to say, you have to, you have to talk to people. You, you, just gotta to talk. you just gotta talk. Cause like, I, I, I like, I know for me, like my, I, I lost one of my best friends a few years ago in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And I just took for granted I mean, dude was, I think he was like 44 when he passed, but that was my best friend. And I took for granted he was going to be here. So I I never said anything to him, like, I love you or anything like that. Like, I don't remember, uh, like, ever saying that to him. I mean, he knew I loved him. I knew he loved me, but I, like, I don't, I don't remember us. We never see it. I don't remember us ever saying that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when he passed, I'm like, Damn, <laughs> like you know, like it's it's like you those are those are the things you wish you can get back, just so you can tell someone how much they meant to you. So yeah, I like for sure. <laughs> Please talk to your people. Please talk to your people, because I mean, it, it it life life comes at you fast, man. I guarantee you. Two weeks ago, we never thought we'd be sitting here talking about X like this. Yeah. And and it's crazy, Early even when he said, "Yeah, it's crazy." Even when he said in his interview back in February, the I didn't think that the yeah, when he was just like, mm-hmm. he said, "If I drop dead right now today, yeah, I could say I lived a good life." Now, even when he said that, you know, you didn't even think too much of it. So now, yeah, yeah. that that's why you kind of. At the same time, I kind of go back to this mindset, the power of the tongue, kind of be careful with it. But at the same time, you we didn't think of it. We were just like, oh, okay, no, X is an old dude now. He's just saying some real stuff. Well, I'm I'm glad you said that, too, because um, speaking of power of the tongue, you know, something about a lot of these artists um, that that pass on, you know, I think about Pac, always mentioning death. like death same thing with Biggie life after death and how they both gone when I listened back to some of DMX's stuff um, there was a line where he said uh, and I think it was where the hood at um, we're going to ICU cause ICU mm-hmm. uh, but he mentioned ICU but there was another song where he also talks about ICU mm-hmm. in a line Mm-hmm. And when you look at how he passed, being on ICU, 
it's just crazy how things that are said from previous on, when you catch those nuggets and you realize it ties to their death, it's crazy how that stuff does that. Um, with all me, these artists, that's why I say, you know, a lot of these artists, man, yeah, you look back and you're like, man, I hope they don't go the way they rapped about. I, I believe, I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, that you know, a lot of stuff that you say can't come to pass. Um, but I will say, in DMX's case, I'm not truly sure that that was the case. Um, if you listen, if you watch that Drink Champs interview, listen to him while he while he's talking. Mm-hmm. Even when he's not talking, you can literally hear him breathing, and sweating and you see him sweating and 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 he sounded different you know what it reminded me of at this going to a wrestling into the wrestling uh uh, thing for a second ultimate warrior ultimate warrior when you saw him get into that ring y'all saw how 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 different he looked like he was red and sweaty and just kind of like out of Mm -hmm. breath and stuff like that and then he 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 dropped the next day that's mm-hmm. what that actually reminded me of. And that was in February, right? Yeah, February. No, 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 no. April. Are you talking about uh, DMX? DMX, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was January. Yeah, February, February. Right? February. So, and now that, I, I like, he had a heart attack, right? Uh, They say heart attack due to overdose. But you know how... <laughs> Drugs can like weaken the the heart stuff like that, especially I, after the bullshit he'd been through too with drugs. That's that that that's I think I think that's just I think that's just what it was like with all the stuff that he's been through in his life, uh, uh, similar to to Eddie Guerrero. Mmm, good one. That's a that's a real similar good to Eddie. example. You know, he 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 got he got. He got past that period of his life, and then it snuck up on him. Just, it just got him, you know. And as young as he was, you know, like I, I think that's just what it. I think to me, that's that's how that's how I interpret it. Is is he had the heart attack because of just years of drug abuse and addiction? I, like I, I that's. That's how I interpret it, you know. Like I, I'm not saying that the that the lyrics didn't play a part, um, but I like something something like for me, that's just how that's how that came across for me is that it's just it's people that 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 have that that struggle. They don't live. Whitney Houston. They don't live long. Yeah, they don't. They just don't live long, man. That and and that, that's why when he passed the first song, uh, you know, on Instagram, you put the lyrics on the song. The first song I did was uh, DMX, "Let Me Fly." He was like, yeah. "Hold me down, baby. Either let me fly or give me death. Let my soul rest. Take my breath. If I don't fly, I'ma die in the way. Right here, hit me hard." He said, "I'ma live on, but I'll be gone any day." So yeah, like like you said, mostly from the drugs. Like you said, I I think it's a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they hear this brother. 
it seemed like X knew, I feel like at some point in his life, especially like after you saying how he was bringing in stuff during the interview, I bet X was like, eventually, this is yeah. going to catch up. Because you know what he said also? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he, he talked about his grandmother. I can't remember if it was in that interview or, some, or another interview, but he, he was talking about his grandmother um, and how she just knew it was her time. Her time. And I'm pretty sure X knew it was, it was his time. It was coming up. I'm pr- because that's that's something with a lot of people that that um so, some some people dying. You know, yeah, it's it's, it's sudden and 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 unexpected. But I think a lot of people know when it's coming. I think I think a lot yeah. of people know when it's coming for them. I think I, I like I would I would I would assume they just feel that that energy. Energy Tupac. is real, bro. Energy is real. Ultimate Tupac Warrior. Knew. Ultimate Warrior. Listen to what the Ultimate Warrior said. His promo is for wrestling fans. You probably know, but if not, he said, "One man's heart take his final beat." Yeah, and then it's crazy. The next day, he died via yeah. heart disease. Like so. Yeah. Tupac, he always said he knew he was going. He said when he died, he knew he was going to get shot by some cowards. He kept saying it, even in his songs. He said, "I'm gonna get taken out by some bullets." Yeah, Biggie, he he just knew he was going to die. He he didn't know when or how, but he knew he was going to die. Like these, like you said, the energy is real. Like Michael Jackson, I'm a diehard MJ fan. Michael Jackson knew he was going to die. He said he knew he was going to die after he refused to sell 50% of Sony. He said after that, he knew he was going to die. Mm-hmm. Like these artists, no, Prince, I'm pretty sure he knew he was going to die eventually. Because I don't think Prince was sick. I don't mean to turn it into a conspiracy thing, but I don't believe he was sick. I believe, because it's weird to me. He get his rights to his name and all his masters, and then a couple days later, he dropped, that, dropped dead to pneumonia. But they say he was looking healthy at a party, you know. But like these, like you said, his concert was here in Atlanta. His last concert was here in Atlanta, which I wanted to buy my dad tickets to, uh, and I couldn't. But his last concert was here in Atlanta, and 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 he was Prince, man. Like there was nothing different about him. (laughs) So I, I think I, I. Energy, I'm, bro. I, I believe I believe that same thing. Like, but mainly it's it's energy. I think I think you I think it, you feel true. it. Mm-hmm. I think you can feel it. I, yep. I, if it's not something that's just like instant, I I feel wholeheartedly like is Kobe. Is it a death angel per se? I, I can't yeah. speak to it, but. I know that there is some type of energy that you feel when when you could I say time. Yeah. Cause if you go back, like you say Kobe, for example, Dwayne, they say the last thing he did that was like he prayed. And they said when he got finished, Kobe just they said he just smiled and hood and one, but they were like when he walked out, he was kinda like uh the pastor said he was just like a different aura about him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It seemed mm-hmm. it seemed and that and they were like the week before all he did, he just wanted not saying he he always been a family man, but they were saying the week before he passed, he just wanted to do a lot. 
with the girls. Yeah. He just yeah, wanted to I think do he a took lot. Tayo on like a, a movie date or something. Date. Like yeah, he took. The, yeah, yeah, and he took the baby girl out for brunch. Uh, yeah. The one who just turned three or four years old. It's yeah. like he, they say he just wanted to do a lot. Then a week later, he just, of course, the tragedy happens. Yeah. So, like you said, it's the energy. So thoughts like when my sister passed away. I never forget my when my Dwayne. You remember, you remember my sister uh, Sharni when she passed away back in 2011. I feel like God kind of gave us a sign because the night before she passed, we had a bad thunderstorm in Memphis where my sister was on hospice. So we we were slowly preparing, but we just didn't know when it happened. But my sister had her hospice bed was in the den where we had like a slide glass door. So it was storming bad. The windows were shaking. We took her out. She was, she we took her out and put her in the hallway. It was just an aura. It was just me, her, and my mom, my grandma in the hallway. We were just like, we were just having a great time. We put her in the room with me and my mom. It was just summer battle. Me, I was like 11 years old going on tour. For some reason, I wanted to sleep next to her. For some, I don't know what it was. I had wanted to sleep next to her. I got next to her, but I couldn't sleep the whole night. And then when I finally went to sleep, I woke up two hours later. She was right there dead. So it's like the that energy and that aura is real. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't believe when people say that, but after experience that death and watching these celebrities like like you said BMX to go back mm-hmm. to him to see it, I truly believe that now. Like you gonna get a feel even with somebody else now. You like you gonna get that feeling like mm-hmm. I don't want to put that on their life, but I feel like their time yeah. their time coming. Like yeah, I, I can agree. I mean, even with my grandmother, I mean, um, having that Alzheimer's, you know, um, having Alzheimer's like that, and then eventually being like bedridden like that, like, um, you felt like her passing was coming because I remember people, you know, people, different people from the church and different people that knew her over the years, you know, would come to her house day after day after day, literally every day. It was always somebody coming over to pray with her, pray for her, talk to her. You know, I remember different members of the family would go in there, you know, just talk to her. Even though I knew she wasn't in a full mind state, there was still a part of her that was still her. Even though, you know, there was part of her that still kind of wasn't because of Alzheimer's, but still like mm-hmm. you talk to her and you knew. And then it's just like when it was time, you knew. Mm-hmm. Like it was time. She even knew and was just like letting people know like, hey, don't pray for me no more. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, stop praying for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's my and time. That, and that made me wonder, like, if BMX did su- survive off, you know, life support, it made me wonder what his mindset been like. I, I have a feeling he probably wouldn't want that. He probably has was, That was one thing I was thinking about, too, uh, quality of life. Like, what would have been if he did survive? Like, you go that long without oxygen to the brain. Yeah, and if he survived and they tell him all oh, this, man, it was a miracle. You want to just put you on life support for for a week. He be like, why? Why you just let me go? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He probably been like asking questions. I feel like being a messy type of guy, he wasn't trying to force himself. Because you heard him in his prayers, Lord, if it's your will. Mm-hmm. He probably like, mm-hmm. if it wasn't good, he be like, y'all, if, if it took a week that long, maybe it was in God's will for me to go. He he lived a full life. Yeah, he did. Like he, he said, right. even, even though he went to even though he had his battles with the law and his demons, X had some great moments. 
he mm-hmm. had some great moments in his life. So when he said, "I would drop if I drop dead right now, my last thought been I live a good life." And first, I thought about like, "Well, X, you was in jail for twelve months. You had this battle with drugs. You went and kept going to rehab, and I had to think about the whole brother got fifteen kids. Probably made memories from that. Pop did stuff with the money he received from his music career and acting career, and able to help people in his family. Probably got some stuff that he can enjoy. And I'm like, you know what? This brother probably did enjoy his life the best way that he could." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So, fellas, um, let's talk about just uh the fact of some of X's relationships with different artists in the game. Now, I want to bring up something, and I want to ask you all about what if, right? I want to talk about the what if, okay? And so, DMX was specifically tight with, and he's tight with a lot of people, but he was specifically tight with two people who at the time when he was hot was very much right there with him to where every single week, every single day, it was a neck and neck battle. Mm -hmm. Who's going to top the charts here? Who got an album coming out all under the same label? These two individuals I refer to are Jay-Z and Ja Rule, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Mm. These guys were a legit trio where they look at each other as brothers, legit brothers. And Irv Gotti talked about how he initially wanted to do an album. They were supposed to do an album, the three of them together. Mm. were supposed to do an album together. And the album never came to fruition because all three of them felt like, you know, they were better off on their own versus being an initial group. Mm -hmm. But Gotti did want to bring an album with the three of them together. Now, of course, as we know, they do have songs together. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe Ja Rule's debut album, Vinny Vinny Vici, there's a song they have together called The Murderers. And I believe DMX has uh, a song from, I want to say it was Belly, not Belly. It was something, DMX has a song and there's there's a couple of songs that have the three of them on it. And you can just hear the lyricism in all three accounts Mm -hmm. where you could tell there was a chemistry for sure amongst these three artists. But again, at that time being under Def Jam, they were individually killing the, the industry. Mm-hmm. Like a three-headed monster. So I'm here to ask you, gentlemen, what if, what if we got that album? What if that album was, did come to fruition at that time? How do you think that would have fared for all three individuals to this day? Uh, I think it would have been dope, especially if you're talking about entering just right at the 2000s. Yeah. Uh, we can't we can't lie. Jay Z, he was on fire. Ja Rule was on fire, and again DMX was on fire because Jay Z did a collaboration album with a certain individual that won't be named. <laughs> that that went <laughs> that went fucking viral. Like that that junk made millions of dollars, especially when they went on tour and everything. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine what would happen because Ja Rule, because if I'm not mistaken. He, he was making Big Bank too, especially with his duets with uh, uh, Ashanti and all mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez on them. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, dude. I think that would have probably put them in a new atmosphere, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think I think rap wise, people gonna like. Okay, ain't nobody fucking with that album. Like, yeah, it will probably take a long time. It was that was a, that was a trio. We talking about like something that wasn't really done like that. That's that like time. that's like that was that probably been like Tupac, Biggie, and Easy E doing a, a a trio album together. So. And yeah. that would been the, that would been the fucking beast itself. Just talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think they had they made that album, I think they still would have gone on to do their own stuff. Mm-hmm. But that would have been one of their crown jewels. Oh, yeah. I agree. I totally agree. Sure. I totally I, agree. Yeah, that would have been legit. <laughs> I agree. It, it's like it's like Quavo and Travis Scott. Like that album, to me, that joint was dope. From like, like again, to my generation of rappers. Mm-hmm. So again, to go back to just to think about that's what I'm thinking about. They stardom mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Agreed, that was doing their own things. But I'm telling you, it probably took years to somebody to fucking top that album. That album probably been number one on the Billboards on the hip hop charts for probably a couple oh, years. Yeah. Yeah, that, agree. That'd have been yeah. Number one. and again, that'd have been number one, and and it speaks about the genius of Irv uh, because he he is part of the reason why both Jay Z and DMX and Ja Rule, honestly, he has a, mm-hmm. a big part in all three of those artists' careers. As far because as that what he did for Ashanti too. Did. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. even Ashanti. I mean, Irv Gotti. I don't know if he gets enough respect uh, as much, uh, but he. He played a very major role in all three of those artists being who they are yeah. today and where they are at. You know what I mean? And so it's like, because of that, it just makes you wonder again, had that trio album gone through? And, and this is at a peak time where, again, they all three felt like they were good on their own. But I agree, Derek. I think you still could have done your individual oh, stuff. They, they, just they that collab alone would have. I think the only one that probably would have been able to come close in the late 2000s, maybe close to the 2010s, would have been Wayne, Drake, and Nikki doing a, a joint. Yep. I can understand that. Yeah. Well, I can and see know that. what? They kind of did. Your money they kinda, did. They kind of yeah. did. But I'm saying like... like As of now. Like, yeah, I'm talking Ooh. about like, yeah, I, I think I see that. that's probably the only one Ooh. that would have been able to touch that. Don't yeah. you mind? Don't I, can see, I, can, I can see where you come from on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can cry. totally see that. I can totally yeah. see that. And that's why yeah. I said like, and and I mean, guys, if you look it up, seriously, if you look it up, I challenge everybody. Look, <laughs> I challenge y'all, man. Just Just go look up. You know, if you haven't already, go look up the songs that Jay-Z, Ja Rule, and DMX did together. And you're going to hear lyrical fire from start to finish. Mm-hmm. There was a legit chemistry between the three of those men that was untouchable and undeniable. And, you know, and they all look at each other as brothers. And even Ja talked about it. Um, in an interview, and uh, it's an older interview. I think it's only a couple years old. But it's an older interview where Jai literally talks about that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was really dope. And he mentions the fact that you know, again, both of those men are like legit big brothers to him. Uh, him being the younger of the of the of the trio, you know, uh, at that time he was still kind of just kind of getting his feet wet back then too. So that's the even mm-hmm. crazier part. 
about had they done that album back then because it would have been a chance just before Ja Rule got to that catapult point where he was chart topping like they were, it, it would have been that thing to introduce like, hey, y'all about already know who these two gentlemen are and this is introducing this gentleman here. And then again, lyrical fire all over the place where it just as they peaked and they started doing things on their own would have just been a whole nother stratosphere as y'all mentioned. So mm-hmm. just look that stuff up. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, um, so that's just, you know, a little something for y'all, you know, out there to just really think about, man, just put that, that, that what if scenario somewhere in an alternate universe, you know, imagine, you know, those three uh, definitely on an album together. If they don't have something in the vault, which I'm sure they do. Which I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. But if they don't, I'm not rushing it, but I would love to see what that concert's like in heaven. Mm. I would love <laughs> it when, in the next lifetime, whatever that looks like. Mm. Michael Jackson, DM Nick, James Brown, Prince, Aaliyah, Whitney Houston. Let me tell you something. I guarantee, I guarantee the concert that DMX and Aaliyah are putting on right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bernie Mac as the host, since they're the host for everything. Hey, yeah, bro. Let me tell you something, bro. Phenomenal. I, 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 I hope they do have something locked away that we can, we can, uh, you know. We can hear even if it's like a little five track thing or something. Yeah, just something from way back. Yeah. Yeah. Man. If it's if it's something that, that they got, I hope Jay Z um, works on bringing that out because uh, that'd be phenomenal to to hear. Jay Z could Jay Z possibly helping people with their estate. Can Jay Z possibly help my guy estate because his <laughs> estate is bullshitting? Please, but DMX. I, I want to hear yeah. some of his uh, like his like unreleased tracks for sure. Yeah, I want. Well, he was coming hear. out with a new album too. That's that's another now, thing. Oh. Speaking of that, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna. I'm glad you mentioned that. Speaking of albums, now let me ask you, gentlemen, what are your thoughts on Def Jam and this <sighs> apparent album two album thing they dropped for DMX? Wait, was it? It was two. It was two. One full of his prayer. One full of a collection of his prayers, mm. and one full of his hits. That's that's an estate thing to do. They, like, they just dropped this. Yes, this was uh, shortly after his passing, I believe. Something Def Jam did. That that means they sounds had that. set up. That sounds set up to ready. me. They had that ready. <laughs> like, I don't like that. The time is not right. The time uh, that's not, not right. right. I, I I think now I will say this: if the if the proceeds of this goes to his estate, cool. I'm like cool. That's that's something beautiful. But don't don't do that. Don't do that. If that's not it, don't do it. Now, I can agree. Um, bad move on the PR of uh, Def Jam's part, but albeit. I get it. Who's really kept up with Def Jam over the years since the mid to early? Oh, 2000s? this is because yeah. <laughs> once, once, once Ja Rule, Jay Z, and DMX really, and I guess you could say Oh Cool J because he was under them too. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I think Boston might have been under them. I, think. I stopped keeping up. I stopped keeping up with Def Jam after Russell Simmons left. Yeah, I want to. I just mean in terms of their talent, because I mean like in general, because well, they hold a, on, a heavy hitter. Who I is think my boy, Def Jam? I think my boy Lil Durk's signed with Def Jam. It's a couple artists I know in my generation signed with Def Why Jam. Why are but people like, still signing with with labels? This was why. This is why I respect. This is why I respect NLE Chopper. This is why I respect NLE Chopper. If y'all know him, uh, he turned down a $3 million contract. I think with Interscope, and he decided to drop his stuff with United Masters. And a lot of people call yes. him, oh, you dumb. A lot of people yes. say, oh, you dumb as hell. They're not knowing that all the, mo- all the money he receiving, he can keep that, and he owned the mm-hmm. rights to his music. If he mm-hmm. and, and people like, my friends asked me, why did he turn down Interscope? Because I was like, yeah, he could sign a $3 million contract, but you think he's going to actually touch that $3 million? They going to lie and say, oh, this is oh. for Recordio Studio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He won't own his rights, so anything he dropped, it's it going to belong to them. Like, yeah. See, I, like, I, I think like what, what Nipsey did was, um, I think he was it Interscope he partnered with? I think he, I think he partnered with Interscope to do a victory lap, but it was a partnership. He owned the, he owned the, the masters. Uh, partnered with someone to to do his uh, release, and from not so, mistaken, I think it was Interscope. But like so, that makes more sense to me than just signing with the with the label, you know. So the big names that are still signed with Dev Jam: Big Sean, Two Chains. Apparently, Kanye West got a partnership with them, like, apparently. But mm-hmm. on their website, you see Big Sean, 2 Chains, and some rappers that you guys have probably never heard of before. I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce those names. Uh, Bobby Sessions, whoever that is. No disrespect if you're somehow watching this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Dave East, he signed with Def Jam Records. Fabulous. But when the last time Fabulous dropped anything good, uh, my boy Fred O'Bang, he's a dope rapper. He's with Lil Durk, uh, and their generation. Hit Boy, the Jada Kiss, wow, Jada Kiss, Young Jeezy, Jada Kiss, yeah, I can see that. Jeezy. Jeremiah, okay, of course you know that Big Sean signed with them. Janae Aiko is signed with them also. This is on their official website too. This Do they like go G- together or something? Yeah, they they met. Yeah. Uh, well, they in, supposedly engaged. Behind the oh, scenes, supposedly. Okay. Uh, my boy, wow, my boy Justin Bieber signed to Def Jam. I did not know that. Justin Bieber signed to Def Jam Records. I did not know that. Kanye West so, is on their legit website. Kanye so, West is signed to Def Jam. I, people, I stand corrected. I had no clue that all of these people were under Def Jam, but Def Jam is one of the old. LL Cool J, LL Cool J, still technically is. Yeah, he's still. He is still. He doesn't put anything out, but he is still. I was about to say for older artists. That they've been in nah. for a long time, for years, decades. To me, I, like, I understand it. I'm talking about the newer artists. Like why? Pusha T? Why are newer artists still signing with 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 labels? Because I understand for for previous generations and and and. Uh, He's got something people. to say. Hold on. He's got something to say. What's what's that? Y'all won't believe who signed. You you won't believe who signed the Dev Jam Records. She has dropped music for like. Four years, 2017, I think. Yeah, because that's what she got on that song. Rihanna. Rihanna signed the Def Jam. She's a Def Jam? Yep, this on the official website. I can believe that. 
Mm-hmm. Rihanna. Yeah, like I said, Def Jam's a very iconic label. So they, I know they, out, they, out of all of them. I mean, that yeah. makes YG. sense. Yeah, that makes sense too. But I'm, like, I would say, like, I want to know, like, are there deals in terms of uh, of partnerships, or are a lot of those deals, like those, like that record label owns their masters. That that's something I would like to know. Ah, uh, that what you mean? Okay, okay. Yeah, like like yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm because some 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 of these people. That's what I'm saying. Like with Nipsey, like he partnered with. Um, I could be wrong, but I think he partnered with Interscope. Uh, to to put Victory Lap out, but that was a partnership. He still owned his, he still owned his masters. That you know, partnerships, mm-hmm. partnership deals make more sense to me than than just outright signing with the record label and they own everything. That that's what I'm talking about. I don't, I I, I would, I'm not again, I'm not, you know, hey, get it how you live. But mm-hmm. some art for especially for newer artists, um, that didn't sign contracts that have them bound to a label for however uh, many uh, albums or whatever outside of those people like i don't see how newer artists can come out and still sign that's that's my whole thing i don't yeah. i don't i don't get that yeah i could feel that man um so speaking of newer artists that's the perfect transition for me to i'll give you some speak with you guys um yes you are perfect transition there's a reason why when the queen can't be here to help ali oh, God. this man is the perfect <laughs> ali's man to help me transition to the final topic of yes, what sir. we again uh say about dmx now um Gosh, I guess I should play the clip. Let's see. Should I play the clip? Uh, let's see. Let me see if I if they if I can find. All right, let's see. Uh, yes. Okay. I'm gonna play this classic clip because this is classic DMX and this is basically real DMX. This is why we love DMX because he keeps it real. Yeah. He keeps it 100, uh, and he lets you know what the deal is. And uh, you know, for that reason, um, compliments of the Breakfast Club, uh, which at this time they were called Power 105. Uh, I want to play this little clip for you guys, and let's see, let me get it towards the end here because that's where it was all like towards the end. So uh, I didn't know what this one was. Let's get it. I feel him. I'm not gonna say lyrically, but I feel him. He's not say lyrically though. He's not. Yeah, he's not a great lyric. One sec. Most self-employed and. Sorry, skipping these ads. Sorry. Uh, YouTube, 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 YouTube Premium. I think you should give OTS, you know, pass the ox, a you know, a free subscription to YouTube Premium. Just, you know, just throwing that out there. Just throw, throw it out there because you, you know, know who needs ads? Who wants ads? You know. Okay. Anyways, let's play. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no, no. Okay. He's not a great. Okay. Like now, yeah, lyrically. Um, yeah, I, I I'm missing something. My favorite new guy. Hold on, hold on. There we go. Let's bring Take, that back. Get, like you can get do this. Like you, like I'm not rocking with no. this dude. Why? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not into the, you know, just this for nothing type of shit. You know, I, I don't do that. You know what I'm saying, you know, it has to be a reason. It has to be, you know, something that was done to me. You know, lyrically, I, I wouldn't think you would like Machine Gun Kelly. He's a nice guy. Great energy. Yeah, great, great energy. energy. But lyrically, I wouldn't think you would want to rock with him on a record. What y'all saying? He's whack or something? He is whack. I like, I like his tone. Kelly's not whack. He's not whack. I don't. I don't think he's nice. Not whack. No. He's not whack. He's better than eighty percent of rappers out here. That's and you stretch. like that song Wild Boys that he did? I like Wild Boys because it fits him. It's his energy. I know what type of energy. Him and Flocka that fits. So who, who do you think is nice? 
lyrically. right now? Yeah, lyrically. Um, evidently, I'm missing something. My favorite new guy right now is uh, I like I like Jeezy. I like French Montana. I like Two Chainz. Jeezy. I like Meek Mill. I think Meek Mill is J Cole. J Cole. J Cole's nice. I think Meek Mill is very dope lyrically. Jeezy. Jeezy, absolutely. Lyrically? Absolutely. I feel him. I'm not gonna say lyrically, but I feel him. He's not said lyrically though. He's not. Yeah, he's not a great lyricist. I feel him. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He's not a great lyricist. We talking about lyrics. I feel him. I feel him. Right. Like if I had to compare them, I'd say like like Rick Ross is dope lyrically, you know. Mm. If I had to compare the two, I'd say Rick Ross was more like Biggie, Jeezy was more like Pac. Cause Pac wasn't the best lyricist, but you felt him. Rick Ross looks more like Biggie. Rick Ross got lyrics though. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess, I guess. All right, so DMX. You love DMX. Now, now for you, I'm just not impressed, man. Real talk, I'm just not so impressed. So who impresses DMX right now? Um, Anybody? Me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> J. Cole is nice. J. Cole. J. Cole is nice. You know, literally, you know, I heard his first song on the radio before I even knew who it was. Like, damn, who's that? Mm-hmm. Means that something like just grabbed my attention like that. Um, I'm surprised you don't like Ross lyrically, man. Ross be he's all right, man. He, he just talk about eating and, and you know, <laughs> you know, girlfriend too much. You know, <laughs> you know, like, you know, how much can it eat? <laughs> how much weed can you smoke? Huh? Like, all right. Let's talk about something else. Oh, I know you got a you got a Maybach, you got the Aston Martin. Okay, no, no, I'm good for you. Damn, it ain't nah. like, like, come on, we I see a whole other side of the coin, son. What do you, you think mean? about Little Wayne? He, he, I, I'm, we got a good relationship. I see. I don't. I, I don't. Cool. I, I think cool. well, everything you said about Wayne is exactly what I. Everything you just said about Ross is what I think about Wayne. Yeah. I think all he talks about is smoking weed. Yeah. And a whole bunch of. Nothing. I, I said we cool. I said, that's, that's, what you know, about that's, Drake? That's you like Drake? No. My man. <laughs> he didn't even say little bit. He didn't even say halfway. That's my guy right there. No, no. That's why X is necessary no. in the game right oh, there. Man. Now, why don't you like Drake? I don't like anything about Drake. Mm-hmm. My I, I don't like his voice. I don't, I don't like, I don't like what he talks about. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like I don't like the way he walks. I don't like the way he walks. Like nothing. I don't like his haircut. I might just, let me shut up. I'll just stop right there. Damn it, man. No, but listen, that's why DMX is necessary. You know why? Because when you got these legends. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was a clip where DMX. <laughs> now, again, this was from 2012. I was about and to say this so is. I, I don't agree. Probably things have probably changed in his yeah. mind since then. Maybe uh, I believe this is when he was fresh out of jail at the time, and he yeah. was kind of doing a media run, and you know, people just wanted to know who X was feeling. You know, that was kind of popping at the time. So now I'm pretty sure he's developed a lot more respect because. Since then, I do remember, you know, there was a little beef kind of sort of with Drake and DMX at the time of that interview. And, you know, but I believe that got squashed <laughs> over time because Drake ended up sampling yeah. another one of my favorite DMX songs and, you know, how it's going to be. And he sampled that, that hook in a, in a song from Views. So, you know, um, fellas, I just need to know, uh, how do you think his mindset is now, or I mean, even with his passing now, how do you think his mindset is probably with the current artists of today? Do you think he still feels that way? <laughs> Will we find out when if this album that he was working on gets released, which I'm sure at some point probably will? Yeah. Um, how do you guys think he feels? Uh, Derek, you, I'm sure, feel a certain way because he obviously likes your boy Cole for sure. Well, um, see, that's but Irv Gotti also would say that DMX honestly doesn't like any rapper, 
Yeah. He says he doesn't like any rapper because when he steps to the mic, the mic is his. It's but his. I need to know. Yeah. Darren, Derek, how do y'all feel? I, I, I think... I don't think anything's really changed for him in terms of how he views artists. I don't think anything changed from that interview till, till <laughs> now. But um, <laughs> I think I think I think DMX like you. That was you said twelve, right? Twenty twelve. Yes. That was what was out from Drake at that point. Nothing was the same. Uh, was maybe out, was headlines, probably yeah, the stuff no, yeah, he, with young money. Headlines was out. Uh, you know, uh, the Take Care album came out take like care. two years before so that. Was take care. So, yeah. so, 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 right now, the Drake you he, still liked. What's so, the so, thing? Did he listen to his mixtapes? Is my question. Because if he just listened to Take Care, I could somewhat see how that's the. If that's his only, if that's his only, uh, uh introduction to Drake at that point. That's all well, he, he just knew about. He a, see now, now, cause now, cause you know Drake is my boy, and well, I can yeah. take up for him. But yeah, but I'm just saying, if that's all he heard from him, because remember at that point he said that when he first heard J Cole on the radio, I, I, he was I like, like, damn. Yeah, yeah I think nobody's perfect, probably. Uh, yeah, work out. yeah, yeah. Those that was sideline story. So pretty much any track off there, yeah, I'm pretty sure he would like him lyrically. But if you're talking about take care. Lyrically, is is he gonna be attracted to Drake's music? Probably not. Probably not. It was a. It was still a good album. It was, but I mean, you're talking about an old school guy, like old school artists, old school music heads. Look at music a specific way. Mm-hmm. If you and that's that's been my whole thing with Drake, is is that he's he's like fifty percent rapper, fifty percent singer. So that's not what that's not what X is looking for from a rapper. <laughs> As a rapper, you rap like that's it. It's just bars, and and I, so I can see where he's coming from. But you know, hey, <laughs> it's hilarious <laughs> as hell. I don't like his face. I don't like his haircut. Was that <laughs> was that around the time he did that Sprite commercial? It might have been. It might have been. It, it might have been. The haircut was a little. <laughs> it was. It didn't fit. It didn't suit him. <laughs> yeah. It might what have we been. not finna do? Yeah. What we not finna do? I'm just. I'm just adding. Con- not. Not adding. Con- not, add, not. Not. Not disrespecting. I'm just adding context to. And then haircut. That's that haircut from the Sprite commercial was just the angle because you got to remember he was sideways and they made his face into a robot and they uh, yeah. opened up his face. So we gonna but, blame the Sprite but, commercial for no, that. No, I'm not. I'm not blaming the Sprite <laughs> commercial. Think, think about that time though. Think about that time, like the Aston Martin music video and everything like that. That's that's when Drake was. He was he was growing his hair out his a little own. bit, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and and he didn't have he had like a a small beard. He had like a faded beard. It wasn't like it wasn't growing yeah. in at that point. So he had yeah. more hair on the top of his head than he had on his face. And like I'm pretty sure he, that's okay. Right what X is talking about. I don't like his face. Okay. Like <laughs> he did, yeah. kind of, and then and he was skinny Drake like was me. Looking, he yeah, was skinny he was like skinny. me with a big head. Yeah. And the eyes was yeah. kind of big. That's yeah, okay. I'm just, I'm just adding context to his perspective, bro. Yeah, like, I, yeah, that's, I, that's, that's he ain't gonna act like Jake Cole didn't have no fucked up haircut when he first came out. He, he, bro, he had he had the fade, bro. He he had the line. He, he was he he didn't he grew he grew his hair back then. He grew his hair <laughs> out when the album came, and then he would cut it. 
That's what. He, so <laughs> that's all I'm saying. But that's see, all I'm saying. You see, that's that's why I had to ask that to you fellas. Now, Darren, go ahead because I know you 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 were boiling with your point. So, <laughs> as somebody yeah. of today's generation, again, I know we saluting X. So, um, again, just with the mentality of mm-hmm. telling stories because we were talking about that just earlier. Mm-hmm. You just mentioned it and you admitted that today's rappers don't tell stories. But what do you have to say in terms of how he looked at? Because again, we saw where he looked at a machine gun Kelly, who's another guy I would have asked, is that from would you consider your generation or not? Uh, even though he's been around for quite some time, but it just goes to show, you know. Nobody um, should ever claim MG, uh, MGK, so I'd just like to make that known. Uh, generation. Any generation claim him. <laughs> but uh it kind of it kind of shocked me of the people he said he even though what he said about Wayne, he kind of proved that he didn't like Wayne music, even though he said they had a good relationship. But to go back to Drake, it shocked the hell out of me because Drake at that time, like you said, okay, I can see a lot of people, a lot of people love to take care of, but like I know some deep hip hop heads then because you know it was more like an R and B type feel rap hip hop album. Uh, so I get what you were saying there it's when you a said this. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but at the same time, Drake was that one. That's when we start seeing shit. Drake don't care if it's a rap guy at that point. So it's shocked to hear me say that. To hear him say that, Rick Ross, I totally agree with him because at one point I got tired of listening to Rick Ross because he was talking about like he said talking about the. That's why I can't listen to same, like the rappers now. Talk about the same thing. It's gonna get played out. It. I mm-hmm. literally the last time, I, the last Rick Ross song I said, man, this jump was bumping with Astro Mar music. And technically, that's not even a Rick Ross song. That was a Drake <laughs> song that Rick Ross bought from him. So, yeah, <laughs> I can I really hope. So that, that, that I really hope you hear that a Drake fans battle officially. That means you can play that. Gotcha. Hello. Yeah, you can. Well, you can even I mean, play if, the the. Uh, well, yeah, he was on the track. You can play the. And Drake got the Drake released the original version with just him on it too. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, it's two versions of yeah. that song. It's two versions. Yeah, I didn't hear uh, that. yeah. Okay. Just like just yeah. like Jamie Foxx's catalog, Jamie Foxx can play fall for your type. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, easily. Yes. Yeah, yeah, cause Drake uh Drake released an album in 2019. It's called it's called something, but it's a car in front of. And he yeah, dropped yeah, all. Yeah. He yeah. dropped all unreleased songs like "How About Now." Cause that song did not get radio play, and it was a great. Cause it was an unreleased song. Mm-hmm. Uh, his version of Astro Mar Muse, the one he actually sent to Rick Ross, so Rick Ross can buy it from him. It was, mm-hmm. It's a. That's the thing. Drake catalog. I don't mean to turn this to Drake, and I'm kind of praying. I hope that him and DMX did work it out, and DMX said, "Hold up, Drake, you're the truth." I'm just saying, my dog. I hope he said that because we're not gonna we're not gonna disrespect the legacy of Drake. Like this man is. I don't think that's what I don't think that's where he was going with it. I, I know he wasn't. I know he just he just didn't fuck rapper, with his music. If you're a rapper as an old school head, mm-hmm. I don't mess with this. I think that's and, what I, and I can under I can understand. Here's what's so interesting to me about why he wouldn't like Drake though, and what I find interesting. He likes and has a very tight relationship with Ja Rule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, if we talking about somebody that started what Drake has done, mm-hmm. Ja Rule. Ja doesn't get enough credit for the fact that 
what he was getting mimicked for by a guy named 50 Cent, talking about that's not hip-hop, but he was successful from it. Mm-hmm. Of, and then DMX and what kind of kind of somewhat started their their tension a little bit, which again, that easily got resolved over the years, but at the time of when they were both competitively going at it, DMX was looking at Ja like, you stole my style. Ja's like, and Irv had to call him out and say, no, you can't do this, what mm-hmm. he's doing, because it's not you, mm-hmm. you know? You can't do put it on me. You can't do always on time. You can't do a lot of the hits he was coming on with saying, nah, X, if you tried to do these, it wouldn't be you. Mm-hmm. This is a whole different sound, a whole different vibe. So going to the Drake aspect, it's kind of a bit of the same thing. Because much like Drake, Ja wrote a lot of songs that people don't understand that he literally talked about in an interview. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of songs he wrote that he recorded in his voice mm-hmm. that went out to other people when they made it into a hit mm-hmm. outside of his own catalog. So Drake is in that same category that Mr. Tremont just mentioned. So Darren, props to you for that point. Because again, that rap sing style doesn't get enough of its credit. Which is <laughs> but I feel what you mean. Because again, that's why I said it's interesting to me that he said that about Drake, knowing that he's good friends with Ja. So I, I just want to throw that out there. And it's crazy. And ladies and gentlemen, different angle because, you know, this conversation hyped me up. But that's the thing. Like a lot of people now, if they say, man, this song's bumping. Like you said, go back with Ja Rule started, with Drake started. Most of the songs now got a mixture of hip hop and singing now. You're not mm-hmm. gonna tell me, you know, like I, I I don't know why some old like my dad, I give him his props. He an old hip hop head, but my dad rocked tough with Drake. He ain't gonna say Drake is favorite rapper, mm-hmm. but he rocked tough with Drake. He's like the the the, the like you said the aura that Ja Rule brought with the mixture of it. Like my mm-hmm. dad, he loved nothing was the same. Because the, it was a mixture of it. No, that so, was that was a perfect balance. That like, yeah, you got a point there. That was yeah, perfect take, balance. Take her dear head a lot. Okay, that's okay. why I'm saying that. All right, okay, okay, okay. Because <laughs> it, it, it didn't have a good balance. Nothing was the same. Had the perfect balance. So I like, yeah, I'm pretty sure at that point in time, you know, you're not rocking with Drake like that. I just, I just hope. He rock with him now, especially. I'm Drake. pretty sure he did. I'm pretty Drake, sure. Drake killed that song with the which Dwayne mentioned that was on the View album that he he sampled from DMX. You know what I'm saying? Well, see, and yeah. you know what? I guarantee, if nothing else, the 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 beef that he had with Meek, if that if he didn't have DMX's respect before then, that beef that 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 uh back to back back to back is charged up. I, I, I'm pretty sure he got it right there. There you, go. there you go so again um it's just again again this is all for love of x but just you know just having a little fun again just to talk about again this is all still to celebrate x and we're not you know down down in or trying to down like oh because he didn't again he kept it real so yeah this in the so fact that I he kept it real he lets you know if he didn't like somebody he didn't like him and like irv said again irv got he made it known at the end of the day he didn't like any rappers because he felt like when he steps in the mic, it was my mic. Yeah. It's just true competitive nature. Hence why going back to that dream collab album that could have been with Jay-Z, Ja, and X is the fact of knowing like, yo, 
three guys at the peak of their game. Yep. They came together. Yep. Man, wow. Yep. But um, it just goes to show again when you got that alpha dog mentality, hey, it, it goes. So yes, um, at the end of the day, we want to get ready to close this out, man. We could talk all day about how we feel about X, how we feel about collabs we could have seen, collabs we did see, collabs we wish we could see. Um, but nonetheless, gentlemen, I thank you so much for joining me and having this this federal fellas huddle on past the ox. You know, yes, it's, it's weird. Again, you know, we missed the queen. You know, we missed that lady's presence in this queen. thing. You know, Most definitely. But we know again, you know, she's having fun, and we, she will be back with us very soon. So, to those of you who love Miss Janine, don't worry, she will be back. Oh, uh, she ain't got but, no choice. Look, she got no choice. <laughs> that's, that's coming hey, from Janine. producer Derek. Yeah. Hey, Janine. You have no choice. And that's from your <laughs> producer and your and your fellow friend. You have no choice. Yes, yeah, she, she will be back. She will be back. And so, as a result, I just want to say again, fellas, thank you so much for helping me yes, fill in past the ox, fill in the void of my of my oh so lovely co-host that could not make it on today. But nonetheless, please tell the people where they can find you, and let's go ahead and send this off on a good note. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me under the OTS banner. You see the name. I am Tremont, a fellow podcast under the OTS brand. If you would like to chat it up with me, if you want Instagram user, you can follow me at, at Vibing with the 90s. Twitter, if you like to see my wild shenanigans, come follow me, the 901 Prince. And, you know, I'm so personal. If you'd like to add me on Facebook, the name is Darren, D-A-R-R-O-N. And Tremont, like you see on the screen, T-R-A-M-O-N-T. And my point, you can always keep up with me on OTSguys.com. You can see my podcast, Dwayne and Janine's podcast, Pass Ox. Dwayne's Life Sabach, every other podcast, Realish, everything. If you want to keep up with everything dealing with OTS, please, please go on to that banner, you guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mr. Derek. Yes, sir. Uh, you can find me if you want to follow me uh, at Derek underscore OTS, D-E-R-R-I-C-K. That's a black way to spell it. Um, but follow the brand. I, I prefer to, you to follow the brand, not me. Um, at OTS guys, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube.com uh, forward slash OTS guys. Uh, subscribe. We got a lot of stuff coming. We have the brand yes, new dance battle coming April 23rd. Ladies night. Ladies. Ladies it's for night. You. We got Cardi B versus Meg. The style. Ah. Ah. So please uh, uh, make sure to join our YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe uh, 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 and, and tune in 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. April 23rd. We start right on time. Uh, the battle is going to be phenomenal. Uh, these guys are hyped about this, about the song selection. So yes, sir. please check it out. Please check it out and, and, and let us know what you think. For sure, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right here, right first. So again, and um, just so y'all know, don't worry. There will be a battle with X coming oh, very yes. soon. Oh, yes. So, I can't oh, wait yeah. to announce it. In honor of yes. our fallen brother, just know, in case you forgot, this battle is going to be epic. We're not going to name who we got in, our, in store for Mr. DMX, but 
just know it is gonna be a battle be coming yes. officially yes. with DMX. So y'all wait for it. But in the meantime, get ready for this ladies night where the ladies are gonna kill it. All female panel, female contestants, and of course, female artists, all ladies, everything. So y'all get ready. But in the meantime, man, y'all already know what it is. Follow Pastor Ox at P-T-A-O-T-S. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube OTS guys, you know, youtube.com slash OTS guys. Hit that subscription button so you can keep up with not just this show, but every show that shows up on the YouTube channel. You already know. And of course, more than anything, follow fans, fans underscore OTS. There's a bunch of the things. Follow I am Tremont. It's all kind of things going on, man. Y'all just continue to follow. We thank you so much for your love. We thank you so much for your support. More importantly, we thank y'all for always rocking with us. And X, sir, we thank you yes, sir. for the legacy that you left. Yes, sir. Yes, the lives that you have touched over the years, the generations that you continue to inspire, even going forth for generations that may not have been around for you, but will listen to your music and get inspired from you. So we thank you. DMX, we thank you guys for listening. We hope you guys keep his spirit alive the way we will. And until the next time, this is Past the Ox, and the Ox is officially passed to you. Peace. Urgh.